you want to turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12, and if the girls want to put that verse up there, that'd be great. Um, I, I, I felt led um, to kind of, before I even get into my sermon today, to remind us what church is actually all about, okay? Um, church is not about singing songs about Jesus and hearing little tidbits about Jesus and, and kind of going through the motions and getting a check mark and at the end of the year getting a perfect attendance pin or anything. Church is about transforming our lives into the image that we were created in, into the image of Jesus Christ. You see, you have to understand something. You were created awesome. I say it again. You were created awesome. You were created in the image of God. Are you hearing me? You were created in the image of your sinful parents. And you were created to live a life that has just had the heaven beaten out of you. You were created in the image of Almighty God. And you might say, well, Pastor, you don't understand. You got to know what's happened in my life. You know, you've got to understand the bad things that people have done to me. Pastor, you've got to understand the stupid decisions I've made. You've got to understand the mess that I've made in my life. Well, number one, you need to understand that's just a result of what we call original sin or the uh, sin of Adam and Eve. And the bottom line is we all live in the middle of that mess when we live in this world. But no matter what the mess, <coughs> no matter what the struggle, no matter what the scar, no matter what the failures, remember this, what Jesus Christ died for, what Jesus Christ rose again for, the reason he sent his Holy Spirit isn't so we could kind of muddle in the mess, but so, but so that we can be saved from the mess, be set free, and become the awesome people that we were created to live and be. Guys, this is so important. Because if we're going to be a light, we better make sure that what people see in that light is what God wants them to see in that light. Are you with me? You know, you need to understand. Jesus Christ, he absolutely wants to recreate in you the image you were created in. He wants to save and transform or sanctify you back into that awesome person that he created you to be. You were born in the mess of sin, but folks, you don't have to live there. Are you with me? You can be set free. You can become that person. You can once again be established in the love and grace of Jesus Christ. You can walk out of here, and no matter what the mess has been, 
No matter who is in your life. We'll stop right there. Because so often, well, you don't understand my spouse. <laughs> Lisa could tell you this, and sometimes you don't understand her spouse either. But you need to hear this. No matter who you've been, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what's happening, no matter what the temptation, you can be transformed back into the image you were created to be. If that's not what church is about, you don't understand. You've missed what it's all about. Okay? Are you with me? Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. And, and I, I want you to hear this. This is, in this time, uh, leading up to Abraham, was a time that, that although man was created in, in the image of God, Adam and Eve really messed up. And what they did was, they sent us on a trajectory so that no longer are we created in the image of God. Now we are born in the image of our sinful parents. We are born into a mess. If you think you're the only person with a mess, I got news for you. Everybody got a mess. Okay, I keep it, well, you know, you know, at my job, everybody's got people at their job. Therefore, everybody's got jerks at their job. Amen? Let's get over ourselves, okay? You know, well, your jerk's not as big as my jerk. I can, you know, you ought to see the people I have to work with. But you hear what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's, it, everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got a mess. But I want you to understand, you don't have to live there. First, there was the sin of Adam and Eve. Then the next chapter, you've got Cain murdering his brother. The next chapter, it says that each and every one of us is born in sin and evil from our youth. The next chapter, God decided to destroy the place. Okay? The next chapter, he thought, well, I'll destroy it, then something will be different. In, in the same thing that was said in chapter 6 is, is said after the flood in chapter 8. In other words, we're just living a mess. Amen? Then in chapter, we lead up to chapter 11. And in chapter 11, they decided to elect a committee to build themselves a tower to make themselves somebody. And God brought that down, and all they had was a confused mess. And there, then you get to the time of Abraham. Does that time from Genesis 1 to Genesis 11 remind you of anything? Have you watched the news lately? Folks, we're going to spend the summer talking about can we save our country. I'm not going to be talking to the politicians in the country because I, I, I don't believe they got a brain among them. Don't worry about that. I'm going to be talking to us. Will we take that on our backs? Will we lead the, our world to salvation? Will we lead our world and everyone in it to the love and grace of Jesus Christ? Or will we just do the shortcut thing where we just think anybody who thinks differently than us or acts differently than us is bad, so we have to separate ourselves and sit in a cocoon called the church and make sure we don't get touched by those bad people. You hear what I'm saying? So we're going to spend the summer talking about that. We're going to spend the summer praying, and we're going to spend the summer expecting God to do something extraordinary among us, okay? Very, very, very important. 
So you lead up to Abraham, and, and God comes to Abraham. The Lord said to Abram, at that time it was Abram, later on it's Abraham, okay? The first thing he says is, go. Go. Did you ever notice something? What did, Je- what did Jesus Christ say in Genesis chapter 28? Sit. Go to church. He said, go. The reason the church is so weak today is we come and we sit. We've gathered together in such a way that we don't really need to go. We just sit around and talk about our boo-boos all day. Talk about what nice things it would be good if Jesus did for us or did through us. But folks, nowhere in God's word does it say come and sit. Jesus said, go. Jesus said, listen. That was a great sermon today. And it is a great sermon. Don't get me wrong. It's a great sermon if I must say so myself. But folks... What good is it if we hear it and we just, nothing? What good is it to hear about the power and love and grace of Jesus Christ if we're not out there telling anybody about it? If we're not out here demonstrating something in our lives that's different than everybody else, what are we doing? If we're not taking on our family and friends and neighbors and workmates and schoolmates and whomever and saying, you know what? I'm going to prayerfully take you on my back. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to lead you to the love and grace and salvation and power and healing of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Guys, it it just... The church has just become a place. And we've got huge churches. We've got these huge, huge, huge churches. And guys, there's no more people going to church today than any other time. In fact, it's less. And the reason is, is because the church comes and sits, entertains itself, coddifies itself, coddles itself, and kind of just goes, we went to church. And Jesus all the time is saying, go, go, go out there and take my love and take my power and take my grace and take my glory and take my wisdom and communicate it by your life and your lips to a world that needs it. Amen. Oh, but I go to church. So does the devil. So does the devil. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? (coughs) I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm telling you. If you want to become a mighty man or woman of God. Make a decision this morning. I'm going. I hear people say, well, I don't have much of a testimony. Well, go make one. 
Go out there and begin praying for your neighbors. Go out there, begin praying for your workmates. Go out there and begin praying for the biggest jerk in your life. Seriously. And say, you know what? I'm going to lead this dude to Jesus. You know? Go. And you have to understand something. If you don't go, then you can't count on the promise and the power of God. Are you listening to me? Some people are like, well, I just feel like my life is powerless. Your life is powerless because you don't need any power. You don't need power when the only time you connect with Jesus is in a safe place like this. If you go out there and you start to live your life in such a way that you are positioned to share his love with people who actually don't think they want to hear it, and all of a sudden he starts to do those things, that's when we really need the power of God. And it's really cool. It really, really is. And sometimes it takes longer than I would like, but the bottom line is he's got a plan. And he'll work out that plan. He said, the Lord said to Abram, you go from your country, <coughs> your people, and your father's house to a land I will show you. Now, we'll get to that land I will show you in a minute. But you need to understand something. When, when God called Abram away from his house and away from his family and away from everything in it, what he was doing was he was calling him away from a big plop of idol worship. They worshipped idols, they sacrificed to idols, all these things were going on. And somehow, this man of God had, was sitting in the middle of this and had kind of learned to operate in the middle of all that stuff. And what God is saying to Abram is the same thing he's saying to us. Go! Leave that mess! Leave that sin! Leave that death! Where you, just because you have to live with certain people that are full of death doesn't mean you actually have to connect with that. Amen? Let me ask you something. Have you left sin? Now, I get a big kick out of churches. As I get argued with people, people argue with me, well, you know, we all sin every day in thought, word, and deed. I don't struggle with that. Okay, whatever. Well, but that means it's okay to sin. Nah. See, the problem with that thing is, that understanding is, is that my Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Why in the world would you want to live in death? Why in the world would you want to live in ineptitude? Why in the world would you want to live in weakness? Why? Why would you want to live there? What God's saying is, go, man. Get out of there. Leave that stuff. In some of our lives, there's some things that we're doing, and there's some things that we're thinking, and there's some things that we're acting on, and there's some things that just shouldn't be in our lives. And folks, I'm calling you today by the power of God to go and get out of that mess. Don't sit in that junk. Don't sit around allowing your life to be zapped of everything good. Don't sit around in weakness. Don't sit around in whining and griping and depression and heartache. Leave. Get out. Don't sit there. 
Somebody say amen and get excited. Because you don't have to sit there. Are you with me? Please hear me. Please understand. You don't have to sit in that mess. And you know who you are. And you know what's happening. And you know what you need to leave. So day, today's a good day. day, 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 day. Today is a good day to go. Amen? Here's the part that's hard. Go where? Well, that's really none of your business. Well, what do you mean it's none of my business? You go, and I'll tell you when you get there. Say what? But you see... That, my friends, is called faith. I'm going to let that stew for a second. Because very few people that I know live in faith. Most people that go to church want to live in a form of safety. A form of comfort. A form of ease. A form of, I know I've got enough money in the bank to know I can do whatever I'm doing. They live in a place where I don't want to get crazy. I don't want anybody to think I'm nuts. Let me help you with something. They already think you're nuts. Okay? Don't worry about that. But I want you to understand something. When you... Leave when you go in Christ, when you decide to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus is not telling you where you're going to end up because you have to understand something. If we knew what Jesus was going to get us into, and if we knew what Jesus was going to allow in our lives, if we knew all of that, we would be scared to death. (coughs) There's no way. If Jesus revealed that right away, we would look at that and go, have you lost your ever-loving mind? You know? I mean, there's just no way that we would want to be there. Are you with me? Are are you with me? Don't worry about Nancy and Scott. Just listen to me. All right? But you need to hear this. You need to understand this. It's called faith. One thing you have to understand, the next two verses are powerful things. And awesome. Everybody looking forward to the next two verses? Huh? Does anybody get excited in church anymore? Huh? Seriously. You know? I mean, this is better than any Super Bowl. This is better than anything that's ever going. This is better than if I handed out a bunch of million-dollar checks today. I could hand out a bunch of million-dollar checks today. Now, they would bounce, but I could hand out a bunch of million-dollar checks. But you have to understand something. You will never experience the promise and the power of the next two verses until you step out in faith and say, God, whatever you want, wherever you want, however you want, if you don't step out there and go, you'll never experience these next two verses. Are are you with me there? You know, I think this is something that a lot of people don't get. They pray a little bit. They read the Bible a little bit. They go to the church most of the time. But they're like, man, I just don't, I don't experience this power. 
I don't, I don't experience this, all this stuff you talk about, Pastor. And my question to you is, well, have you stepped out to where you actually need it? You know? So he says, go, and I will show you where you're going to go. Verse 2. And if you go, I will make you into a great nation. Amen? I, I like that. I, I, I'm in that crazy stuff. You know? I, I, I want God to do something extraordinary and special through me. How about it? You know? I, I really do. And I will bless you. I'm into blessing. Amen? Anybody else into blessing? Amen. You know? I ain't into boring. I'm not. I'm into yeehaw. I'm into hair on fire. <laughs> That's what happened. You know, I'm into that. But guys, you'll never live in blessing until you decide whatever God wants, wherever God wants it, whenever God wants it, until you decide and you step out and go, you will never experience this blessing. You do it. Does that make sense? You know, I will make your name great. <laughs> I hear a lot of people say, I ain't nobody. Well, there you go. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Amen. You know, when I think of of my ministry in this church, it goes well beyond the doors of this church. But I think of this church, I I honestly believe that's going to happen. You have to understand, I love you all, but I don't, next year, I don't want to be preaching to the same 50 people. That's kind of boring to me. I love you, and honestly, I want some of y'all preaching to other people. You know, I want some of y'all having people in your home, and, and you taking spiritual care of them. <coughs> Amen? Because we're a priesthood of believers. Do you understand? And the only time, the only way you're going to experience a blessing is not living within this cocoon of safety uh, of the church, but when you get out here and you go, Lord, use me. Lead me. Guide me. Make me into that man. Make me into that woman. Make me into the person that you created me to be. Because I want to do something special and extraordinary and supernatural in and through my life. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Is anybody getting it? Is anybody getting excited? Or is it just me? You know, if it's just me, just let me know. You know, because I, I, I just don't like blowing in the wind. You know, but I want to see some people start to get this. I wanted to step out. I wanted to go. I, I want to I be made into a great nation. I want to be blessed. You know, I want my name to be great, not because of me, but for the glory of God. Amen? You know, I want to do something great with my life. You know? Well, pastor, I'm nobody. We're all nobody. Well, pastor, I've made mistakes. That's a big club, too, 100%. I, I got messes in my life. Everybody got messes in their lives. I love this one. I don't have time. Who here has time? Seriously. Who's got time? You know, if you've got time, you need more to do. You know? 
Here it is, man. Step up. Be ready. Go. You know, verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. I like this part. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Mess with me, sucker. This is true. There was a pastor in, in Hambrick in um, Ephrata for many years. And he wrote a book. Uh, and he was talking about a time in his church when about half his church decided to um, abandon him and curse him. And, and you have to understand, when people leave the church, they don't leave the church. They, they leave the church and they leave some scars on the way out. That's just how godless church people are. And it was bad. And, and, and in this book, he tells the story about how these people have had awful things happen in their lives. You know, and, and you say, well, do you want that? No, I don't want that for them. But I know this, I don't have to defend myself. When they say lies about me, and they do, you know, that's, that's on them, man. You know, that's on them. You know, love you wouldn't want to be you. You know? But you need to get this. You need to understand. When you've stepped out and you're doing the will of God, you have to understand, in this world, if you do anything, somebody ain't going to like it. Okay? And they're going to call you names. I'm just the meanest person in the world. And when they say that, I just say, thank you. You know? Well, he he just doesn't care about people. No, I do. I'm just not going to go along with your stupidity. You know? And, you know, I had one lady a few weeks ago was screaming at me from the car. You need to examine your heart. I said, I do every morning. You know, it's cool. It's cool. I'm good. You know, you've got to understand. But I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to go around with my blood pressure high. You know, my blood pressure's high because I'm a nut, but I, I, you know, I don't have to go around with my dukes up. God, when you step out in faith, God will take care of you. When you step out in faith, doing His will, especially in areas that you have no idea how you're going to do it, or even where you're going to end up, or how you're going to end up, you need to understand, God absolutely will bless your life. And God will bless you. And God will curse those who curse you, and bless those who bless you. Look at Jesus' life. Coming up to the end. And he knew what was coming. They lied about him. They said all manner of evil. They mocked him. They spit on him. They slapped him. They did all of these things. And he just looked at them. And when all the politicians said something, I think it just ticked them off. Because they'd ask him a question. He wouldn't say anything. I think that just ticked them off. You know what I'm saying? 
I think Jesus kind of enjoys that, you know? And, and, and they said all manner of evil and kicked him and stuck spears in his side. And, and he looked at him and he said, Father, forgive them. They ain't got a clue. They have no idea what they're doing. Because you know what? He didn't need to defend himself. He didn't need to protect himself. And I've struggled with that sometimes. Because he knew those who blessed him would be blessed. And those who cursed him would be cursed. But the last part is where I really want to get to. When you step out and you go, God will bless you and God will protect you and God will provide for you. And through you, every family on the earth will be blessed. I'll say it again. Through you, when you step out in faith, do the will of God, every family on the earth will be blessed. About five years ago, Roy came to me and said, think we could ever do a working witness? Oh, yeah, sure. I know. I'm just dumb enough to believe we could do whatever. And we went to the Indian reservation, and we blessed those folks, and they blessed us, and we had a wonderful time. And a couple years later, I didn't get to go because of an ailment, but, but they went, and they blessed them. And, 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 and in about a month, we're going to go to the Dominican Republic and we're going, to bless, we're going to bless about 400 families whose children attend a children's center every day. They're fed there. They're clothed there. I don't think they live there. They live there. But they're taken care of. And, you know, I, I don't know whether they go to school. I don't know. I, but, folks, whoever thought five years ago our church would be overseas Blessing people around the world. Now kids, this church is a blessing. If we know of a need, it's taken care of. Amen? Last, uh, we had some kids in the school and he had a tremendous heart um, operation. And um, I'm I'm not even sure what's happened to him. but, But we were able to bless them. With thou- just write off thousands of dollars because of the way God has blessed our school. You know, isn't that cool? Isn't that wonderful? And I, I just think it's neat because I hear of people blessing people within the context of, 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 of our church, and it's a wonderful thing. And you see, when I talk about revival, you have to understand, that will be blessing on steroids. I'm looking forward to the day that our church gets buff. Huh? So that everybody knows you walk in there and you will be loved with a love that is beyond anything you experience in this world. Huh? Anybody else excited about that? If you have a need, that crazy bunch will take care of that need. Amen? You know, and, and every person within the purvey of, of our influence needs the love and grace and saving glory of Jesus Christ.
Christ. That revival has not even begun, and it's already begun. Our altars are being filled. People are finding Christ. One young lady from the school had been coming, and her husband came last week, and she looked, he looked at her after the service and said, hmm, never experienced anything quite like that. That's what I'm talking about. Amen? And God wants to do it in you. And God wants to do it through your home. And God wants to do it on the streets of Muhlenberg and in the city of Reading. And what I look forward to when I retire in 10 years. You've got to put up with me for 10 more years. Okay? Is we have, we'll have won thousands of people. And thousands of people will have been made disciple makers. And thousands of people will have found the love and grace of Jesus Christ. I don't care if they come to this church. But I do care that they've entered the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to be a part of that? Then decide this morning. To step up and go. Go where? (laughs) Don't know. How? Don't know. How long? Till heaven. Amen? And just be a part of something that just takes the almighty kingdom of God to a hurting world who watch TV and realize there ain't no hope there. They hear about their politicians and they know there ain't no hope there. Maybe there's hope there. Amen? And folks, you've got to understand something. This is the will of God. This is the will of God for you. This is the will of God for this community and church. This is the will of God for us to absolutely stay on our knees and pray until God Almighty comes. Amen. Amen. Next week, we're going to start this focus in 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways. I will heal their land. Folks, this is the only hope our country has. Amen? And we can be the seed that that hope grows from. Amen? Let's stand. Father, I don't know all this means this morning. I'm not sure what go means for our church, for me, for any of us. I don't even know what blessing means. I don't even 
know what making our name great means. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what protection means. But I do look forward to this. That if we're willing to go through your blessing, we will bless every family on the earth. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Help us all to search your word and search your spirit for what it means for each and every one of us. Thank you, Father. Amen.